Welcome to episode number 50. Today, we are talking about intermittent fasting. Welcome to the Herpreneur Wellness Show. I am your host, Annette Lakovich. Join me as I bring you some of the most cutting edge and coolest people on the planet to help you live a bigger, more fuller life as a female entrepreneur. More health, more wealth, more happiness as you continue to grow your extraordinary business and an extraordinary life. Let's do it. Forgive me, listener, for I have sinned. We are two episodes behind our normal show schedule. And it was for a very good reason. (laughs) I was wanting episode number 50 to be the big reveal of the brand new event for 2019. I know many of you put your hand up saying you're very keen for the winter seminar. However, the date has changed and we are now going back to the drawing board for one spectacular reason. I've been working with an event manager and I don't know if you have this luxury in your business, but when you work with someone that has the same vision as what you do and you put their vision and their energy and their ideas with your vision, your energy and your ideas, and you put it together, my goodness, what magic can happen. (laughs) So there is magic happening around this event. We are manifesting the most amazing event. What we were looking at only having in Sydney. We are now looking at doing it on a national scale as a tour. And we are now looking at the different types of sponsors that will enable that to happen. So hold on to your hats. It's going to be absolutely magnificent. You're going to love it. There is nothing out there on the conference circuit that is helping women the way that this seminar is going to. It's about you stepping into that next best, greatest version of yourself that you've been chipping away at, and it's going to have you spread your wings and just fly. So the episodes for the show will just keep going along for now until we have until we have everything all lined up and make the announcement probably not for another two months based on the sponsors to see if we can enable that tour to happen, which is great because I need some time to get skinny again on stage. <laughs> Oh my goodness. I tell you what, today we're going to be talking about intermittent fasting. I've got some of the best research out for you. If you're finding that you're doing late night eating, you're going to hear how what the catastrophe is with that and what has been happening with me because normally I dance at night, so I've been eating a little bit at night. So the pounds have come on, so I'm back onto intermittent fasting. I've given myself a one-month grace period to be able to get that routine back in. Today we're talking about everything intermittent fasting, why it works, how it works, how to do it. And then depending on what meal is best for you to cut out, some people can cut out breakfast easily, some people can cut out their dinner easily, some people can stop eating earlier. So we're going to go through all these objections and road bumps that you actually have if you've tried it all the way through. At the back end, I'm going to give you a lot of different choices if you've tried it and you've been stuck. So enjoy the episode. It's great to be able to be on the mic again for you girls. Let's get into it. Intermittent fasting. Hello. Today, we're going to be talking about intermittent fasting. You may have also heard of that as eating to the clock and also as fasting. We're going to go through what is it, why it's great to do, and also when you shouldn't do it and who it's not right for. I'm going to deliver it today in a bite-sized chunk. It's just me today. I'm going to be your host, and I'm going to give you a lot of literature that you can go and research yourself to find out more, to go into all the nitty-gritty stuff of the scientific stuff. Now, 
It's been the big craze really in 2019. I did hear about it a few years back and I couldn't do it because I was breastfeeding at the time. I didn't realize it's not good to actually do it when you are breastfeeding or while you're pregnant. But like every pregnant woman does after she has her baby, she's wanting to lose her weight. And so I tried intermittent fasting and I was starving. (laughs) It's really important to know when and when you should not be doing intermittent fasting. And one of them is if you are breastfeeding, if you are pregnant, if you have an eating disorder such as bulimia, and if you are on medication for your diabetes, so if you need insulin as well, that's who it's really not great for. Now, the hardest bit is about getting your head around why we should do intermittent fasting and how long it takes to adapt to actually do it because it does take about a month to really start to really get into the groove of it. It's about you changing your body from being a sugar burner into a fat burner. And what I mean by that is we're used to eating around the clock all the time. And research actually shows that most people eat about 13 times a day. Now, I don't know who that actually is, but apparently majority of people eat 13 times a day. So I'm guessing that includes if they're snacking. And if you think, because I teach at conferences, they always have, you know, just your morning tea, your lunch, your afternoon tea, and they've got mints and, you know, breath mints at the table. And those breath mints, let me just say, anything like Mentos or anything like that, normally have some type of artificial sugar sweetener in there. So they bribe you and think, hey, it's no sugar, but you know what? That is cancerous stuff that we are pumping our bodies through. And it's addictive as well. So even something that is sugar free still creates an insulin spike unless it's erythritol. And that is a natural sugar. You've got xylitol out there. You've got coconut sugar. You've got erythritol. Erythritol does not create a sugar spike, which means it just pretty much goes straight through your body, but it's got the beautiful sweetness and it doesn't create addiction to the sugar. I love my sweet foods and I love being able to cook sweet stuff for Braxton. So I use erythritol. I'll put the details in the show notes there because this ain't about sugar today. This is about intermittent fasting. Uh, So let me get back on track with that because Intermittent fasting, as I was saying, is making you a fat burner, not a sugar burner. And we want to be able to reduce your eating window. And this is really important. And it's important not just because it's going to help you burn fat for fuel. And the longer you can actually go without eating, without feeling hungry means that you're actually a fat burner. You're a sugar burner if you eat and then two hours later, you're hungry again. So it does take probably a few weeks to a month before you really start to get into the hang of this. So don't expect to go into intermittent fasting full blow straight away and set yourself up for failure because you are starving before your window time, okay? This is going to take some time for you to shorten your window of eating. You might find that you'll do an eight-hour fast and then a 10-hour fast and then a 12-hour fast. Now, the secret is for this is not only does it burn fat, so it goes into a rapid fat-burning mode where your body is accessing your stored fat instead of your stored 
called carbs or sugars in your body and it goes into that fat burning zone. But it's also important to actually know that it doesn't help you lose muscle mass. So you can go into high fat burning and a lot of people go into what we call ketosis if they're actually having a really great diet with good proteins and a lower carbohydrates, which don't do uh, like a keto diet for long. It's just a good way just to whip it into shape again. But the first thing is you want to get that intermittent fasting right and learn how you can be more of a fat burner than a sugar burner. So studies have shown continually again and again, and probably the best person for you to research on this is Dr. Joseph McCullough, and he has two books, and one book's called Fat for Fuel, and also he's just released a book called Keto Fast, and that's incorporating um, getting into ketosis, which is getting your ketones, helping you really be in a high state of fat burning, and also mixing that in with intermittent fasting where if you go fat for fuel, that definitely goes into more of intermittent fasting. He's got two books there. And if you're like me, I actually prefer to listen to audibles and um, listen and I journal as I um, actually learn from them. Though they're your two best resources. Now, the reason why I've brought his name up is that he has just come up with the best studies for this year. And it actually shows that your best fasting period is a 14 to 16 hour window of not eating. If you were to stop eating by seven o'clock at night, and then you were to start eating at say nine o'clock the next morning, that means that you have fasted for 14 hours. 16 hours is obviously optimal, but you know, As I said, you do not want to set yourself up for failure. You might want to start with a 10-hour fasting window for the first few days, then take it to a 12-hour fasting window. Stop eating at 8 o'clock at night and don't eat until 8 o'clock in the morning. If this is what you're doing already, then why don't you start to open that window up a little bit more with fasting? Stop eating at 7 o'clock and start eating at 10 o'clock. The most optimal fast from what studies show is an eight-hour eating window and a 16-hour fasting window. We go into why that is beneficial for you. Now, let's talk about how intermittent fasting works. And to understand how intermittent fasting works to lead to fat loss, you first need to understand the difference between the fed state and the fasting state. Your body is in a feeding state when it is digesting and absorbing food. Typically, the fed state starts as soon as you begin eating, and it lasts three to five hours afterwards as your body is digesting and absorbing food. And depending on what type of food you are eating depends on how long it it takes to digest and absorb into your body. That's hard work for your body. It's really hard. Um, It uses high amounts of insulin to actually try and digest it. So your body is under a fair bit of pressure without even you realizing what this magnificent body does to actually digest food. So after that time span, your body goes into what's known as post-absorption state. And this is just a fancy way to say that your body isn't processing the meal anymore. And this actually can take up to eight to 12 hours after your last meal, depending on what it is that you've eaten. So then you go into a fasting state 
after that, which means it's easier for your body to start to burn fat. So this is why it's great to start extending your intermittent fasting, not to a 12-hour fast, but to the 14 to 16 hours, which Dr. Joseph McCullough has come out with, because then you have four to six hours of real fat burning. And I mean fat burning maybe while you're sleeping or fat burning while you're awake and you're walking around getting your day done. So when you are in, so let's be clear about this, when you are in that fasting state, your body can burn fat that is totally inaccessible in a feeding state. And understand, this is why a lot of people, not that I'm suggesting to do this, ladies, but This is why most people, even if they go into an intermittent fasting window and eat not so great food, (laughs) can still actually lose weight and still actually can burn fat because they haven't eaten for at least 12 hours. They've gone through the absorption state and now they're going into windows 14 to 16, which is pure fat burning. Not suggesting to do that, but if you do have a little bit of a cheat day on the weekends uh, and you still stick to those feeding windows, it means that your body can actually still go into that fat burning state. Look, you are what you eat, so it's not going to be you know every day of the week, but that just gives you a bit of an opportunity if you want to go, oh, you know, I have a bit of a cheat day. Well, there you go. You can and still most of the time get away with it. Now, there are suggestions of it doesn't matter what time to actually start the intermittent fasting, though Dr. Joseph McCullough, and the reason why I'm referring back to him is he has the number one website, the number one research in the world. This is where the health experts all go to to get their newest and most important information for them to be able to have the backup of scientific proof. Now, he's actually come out that your best eating window is actually from the morning and to stop at least three hours before you go to bed. Most people find it really hard to stop eating at night because the psychology of the behavior of nighttime eating is where most people consume the calories. And this is where I'm saying, like, give yourself a month to start to create this habit. So for me at the moment, most nights I finish eating at either six or seven o'clock. Eventually, I'd like to bring that back to five o'clock, though, you know, I still like to be able to mingle with my family, be able to eat with them. So, but Dr. McCullough, he actually stops eating five hours before he goes to bed. Now, the reason why it's important to not go to bed until you have stopped eating at least three hours beforehand is because your body goes into what's called autophagy. And autophagy, it would it would be the most important thing that you could do for the health of your body, for the longevity of your life, the reduction of being sick, cancer. And the reason is this, autophagy is when your body has gone through the fed state window, then the body does not have to work so hard to digest the food. And then while you are sleeping, it goes into autophagy, which is actually a massive cell cleaner, which actually goes into getting rid of free radicals and help rejuvenate your cells. When you're going to bed, and this is why late night eating is devastating for the body, and numerous studies over and over 
Weaver again actually showed that late night eating reduces your lifespan by at least five years. And it's because of this autophagy. So autophagy takes your cells into cleaning and into a cleaning mode. When you eat late at night or if you eat and then you go straight to bed, your body doesn't get to go into autophagy. And what happens is you go into what's called high oxidative stress release and it releases free radicals. Oxidative stress is what shortens our life, what shortens our telomeres. It's what actually we get from all the Wi-Fi around us that we don't even realize from wearing Apple smart watches, by wearing these wireless earplugs, by holding your phone. It creates oxidative stress. And there's more and more studies coming out now that this is going to be like the new cancer or the new thing in so many years' time where they're going to say this was what they used to say smoking was. It's like our children at school at the moment with all the Wi-Fi that's going through their body that we're going to realise in the years to come how dangerous it is for them. And the equivalent of that is it's like our children are smoking right now. And this is not to scare you, it's just to educate you. And again, this information can all be found by Dr. McCullough on his website. I will put the links there. But going back on track to autophagy and the cleaning of the cells, the most important thing you can do for your life, for your health, for your immune system is to be able to not eat three hours before you go to bed. So if you're thinking about mixing that into intermittent fasting, it's going to give you the optimal health and also the hottest body ever. Now, I know last year, um, from the end of 2017 to 2018, I just like stripped off 15 kilos of body fat so easily. And it was definitely thanks to doing intermittent fasting and also really changing to organic food and looking at where my meat came from, antibiotic free, chemical free. The last eight months, I have put a lot of my weight back on and it really comes down to me not being able to exercise and then what increased was nighttime eating. Even though I wasn't going crazy with my diet, it was more about when I was eating, which was totally changing my body and also not doing exercise, which I can't burn the calories. So the reason why I'm so passionate about this intermittent fasting is I've just gotten back onto it now. So for the last two weeks, I've been back onto intermittent fasting and I have now changed my eating window where finally I'm at that 16-hour gap where I'm stopping eating three hours before I go to bed and not eating until around lunchtime the next day. And this is to one fast track my fat loss because I want to get back to that body. I've got photos up (laughs) on my wall at the moment to motivate me and my body's now nearly ready to be able to start exercising again so I can start feeling the joy of dancing and power walking and eventually running again. I cannot wait. Now, one of the easiest ways to do intermittent fasting is just think about like this. If you just cut out one of your meals a day, you are intermittent fasting and you can either cut out your breakfast meal or your dinner meal and that will take you into fasting immediately. So where you're at now is maybe you're eating five times a day, maybe you're eating three square meals a day, plus you're doing snacking. So the first thing is how can you increase your really healthy, clean protein and start reducing your snacks? That's the first goal. So then you're eating three meals a day. The second thing you can do is see if you can choose 
to reduce your eating window. So see if you can get to a 12-hour eating window, then a 14-hour eating window, and then a 16-hour eating window. And then the third thing is see if you can get your body into autophagy. And autophagy is you've been able to stop eating three hours before you go to bed. You can drink water because water is not going to use much of the digestion system. It's more about you eating the foods that need to be able to have the insulin be able to come in and break down the food and push it through. So you go into that fed eating state. Instead, you want to be in the absorption state or into autophagy. Some people like to do intermittent fasting on alternating days and that's a really good way for you to start doing it as well which maybe you'll have a normal eating day and then the next day will be intermittent fasting a normal eating day then intermittent fasting normally for me I do intermittent fasting now pretty much every day. I'm very used to not eating my breakfast and normally eating lunch and dinner and having dinner early, though I'll change it up and I'm not that strict to myself. If I've got friends and family where we're going to get together for a morning breakfast, that breakfast is normally not until 10 o'clock in the morning anyway. I normally feed Braxton fairly early in the morning, so I'll just be sipping away on my water and I find mineral water just really holds me over. That's pretty much my hack is just like learning to love mineral water and now I absolutely love it and that just tends to just the the hydration is what stops me from feeling hungry now one thing you might need to know is a lot of time you might mix hunger up and the reason why you're snacking is because you're dehydrated if you just start to increase your water intake by drinking one and a half to two liters a day you watch how you do not get hungry. Most of the time, dehydration is mistaken for hunger. Though, I just want to give you some options out there just so you can start getting into this amazing way to be able to burn fat and makes it so much easier for you to be able to do it once you start to get the hang of it. Have grace for yourself. Don't expect to be able to do it bang straight away in a week. So let's just say you start tapering down, tapering down, where eventually you want to have an eight-hour eating window. This is what the most ideal intermittent fasting process is. And then a 16-hour fasting. That is the optimal, optimal. Though, give yourself some time, give yourself some grace, see what you can do. I'm more than happy for you to send me a message on Messenger if you've got any questions about some of the challenges that you're actually having. Because I because I did it for nearly a year, um, I found this time it was quite easy for me to slip into it again because the psychological side of it, the mental barrier wasn't there. So now I've upped the game again and starting to eat earlier at night so I can put that body into three hours of autophagy. Another option is you might be a person that says, I cannot skip breakfast. And if you're a person that cannot skip breakfast, that is totally okay. And from studies show that it's more females that can't skip breakfast than men. So if you find that it is easier for you to have maybe a later breakfast, maybe at eight o'clock or nine o'clock, don't eat again for another few hours and keep that eating window still for eight hours of eating and still have three meals a day, that's totally fine just to get your head around the intermittent fasting. So then you still have that 14 to 16 hours 
hours of that body repairing, um, finished digesting, going into the autophagy, and to be able to go into that fat burning state while you're sleeping. But as I said, I am not an expert in this. For me, I'm a person that wants to give out this information because it's about how you create optimal performance. Now, that is the last thing I'm going to touch on, which is when you are in fat burning and when your have body has gone through autophagy, it is like someone has flicked on the light and finally you can actually see the world, the increase of your strength, the reduction of inflammation and pain and arthritic pain or any challenge that you have with your body and most of your body problems come from inflammation because of high sugar diets, you will not believe the level of performance and how switched on you are in work, in your business, with your home, your mood, the reduction of anxiety and stress and depression, the mental benefits of this. I could go on and on and on with the benefits for you for your peak performance of when you start doing this intermittent fasting process. Remember to give yourself a grace period to get yourself into the rhythm of fasting. It's more of a psychological game than anything else. If you want the show notes from today and the links that I mentioned, go to AnnetteLakovich.com forward slash fasting. Or if you're listening on iTunes, just scroll down and click the link and that will take you straight through. If you haven't left me a message yet, a review on iTunes or on Stitcher, please leave me a message. If you haven't got access to that, then go on Facebook and send it through Messenger. I'd love to hear from you about how much you love the show. Until then, make sure you do one physical activity or something that's going to lift your level of vibration to make you the happiest version of yourself and until then i'll speak to you in two weeks you're listening to the herpreneur wellness show i hope you received the inspirational idea thought or message that you're meant to hear today if you love the show it means a bunch to me sending me a message on facebook or on itunes to rate and review the show and subscribe so you're the first to know when the next show's released Until then, make sure you do something that fills up your level of happiness, something that lifts your vibration so high that you're the happiest person that you know. I'm out.